Match day 14, Atletico Ottawa 1, Cavalry FC 1. Top of the table clash and a hard-fought point at home. Didn't reach the summit this time, but hey, there's still half the season left to play. Let's go. ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I am Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan every week, Tuesdays, all season long, giving you reactions, hot takes, analysis, and you know what? Hot takes. That's what we do. Patty, how you doing, man? Uh, you know, uh, I'll just say it. We're still undefeated. Undefeated. I feel undefeated. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. There we are. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think it was it was a good game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know we talked about it last episode about being a little bit worried because, you know, you're going into a game against top of the table cavalry who like are 10 game red hot cavalry. <laughs> yeah. And they also have like 23 goals this season. Um, ridiculous. But I mean, we're going to talk about it. It was a yep. game. And I think mm-hmm. uh, I think the boys and stripes really put in the effort this uh, this weekend, which was awesome to see. I know, like, sometimes a draw can be a bit of a piss-off when you go up first. Mm. And you're like, oh, man, we could have held on for the win. But getting the draw when you, like, equalized it is like, eh. yeah, It's just because it almost <laughs> feels like a win. You, you, you leave feeling, like, a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. overall thoughts, man. What would you think about the game? It was a pretty, it was, it was, it was a bit of a... It was a bit defensive, wasn't it? I would say so, yeah. I mean, which was good to see, I think, on our part, because we traditionally aren't a super high-press attacking team, and we got to see a little bit of that um, that come out during the game against Cavalry. Um, it was definitely, I think, a real clash of the two teams at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as usual, ATL played an ex- exceptional game. <clears throat> it, was a, it was honestly, like, I think the biggest thing for me was see, it was refreshing to see them settle down in the first half. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, yeah, Escalante scored uh, 20 minutes in. But like, I do think that ATO played better than they usually play in the first half because we're a second half team. We've talked about it. We've seen it all season. We're a second half team. So to see us make that transition and actually have a decent first half, when I say decent first half um, and then and then press in the second half like we did was was really nice to watch. Yeah. Good game management. I mean, it was, it's, it's good coaching, right? I mean, it's nice to see us. Really go to like 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 you said. It really really felt like the two best teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. It definitely <laughs> proved other, it, it proved why Cavalry and, and us are at the top of the table. To be honest, like when you watch it when you watch a game between two teams that are playing that well, it makes the other teams in the league look bad. <laughs> it really yeah, did, no, especially a, when you watch some of the other games. Uh, you know, in the last week, um, which I mean, we'll probably touch on at least one moment of a game. At least one moment. <laughs> you know which one we'll, we'll probably have a little meme about later. Yeah, but. for sure. Um, but yeah, so so from the ATO perspective, I mean, the low block continues to be effective as yeah. long as our defense is healthy and playing the way they are playing. The you know that's going to keep being our mo. Uh, that being said, I was happy to see the midfield was was a real show this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you had you know Bassett and Bahu, uh, and Bahu played a fuck, fucking phenomenal game. Like, He's played, that's, a, that's a couple excellent. in a row, man. Like, yeah. That's a couple in a row now. Yeah, and then you had Tabla and Shaw as wingbacks, which which isn't our normal kind of formation, and we've been kind of playing around with where to put them. Um, yeah. But then putting them in the wingbacks really gave our our midfields 
uh, a little bit more space, I think, because those two are so fast, like Tabla yeah. and Shaw. Um, so to spread out their midfields to give Bassett and Boo some breathing room, like really, really helped. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we, we can talk about the, the cavalry goal, Escalante's goal. Um, as much as we fucking hate the guy, he's he's an excellent it's he's an excellent player. Though, man. What, are you, what are you gonna fucking do about that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, it was. I watched it again today when I was rewatching mm-hmm. the game, and like it was real to me. It was real Ali Bassett free kick vibes. He basically did what we did to uh, to Forge last week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I mean. I know during the live at the half, which we have new hosts for live at the half, Patrick Gibson live at the and half. Uh, yeah, Joey, who knows? Patrick so and Joey, they did a bang up. They job, did, really they did, um, which is excellent. I mean, that, we love it because we're growing our content. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so Joey called it a dive. Um, he actually messaged me afterwards, uh, and he's like, "I watched it frame by frame, and I would like to retract my statement about it being." <laughs> <a dive." laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so for for everyone out there, uh, Joey retracts the statement and says it was all heel, no ball. <laughs> but uh, that, I mean, that, that's that's what's so great about yeah. the um, about the live on location content is that you got everyone heated that's watching it from like possibly the worst angle possible. <laughs> yeah, they're like bullshit dive. Uh, but Ref when you suck. get a pen, yeah. yeah. But when you get a pen, it's like didn't see it, but that's definitely a pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's whatever. I mean. It, it was a, it was a great free kick. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that being said, you know, I think that it's part of Cavalry's game plans. Kind of how they play their games against really everybody is they try and draw those fouls so that they can get those those set pieces because that's ultimately one of their biggest strengths is is either putting a direct shot on net or on an indirect having a beautiful cross. Um, the yep, goal exactly. itself, I will blame Balu Tabla a little bit. Um, Me too. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he definitely, uh, instead of jumping straight up like you're supposed to do in a wall, he kind of like jumped to the side and ducked. Um, so, I mean, as they say in football, if you're scared to get hit, princess, maybe stay the fuck out of the wall. <laughs> it's, this is really, it's really funny. We, we had this convo um, on the night of the game. And T- Thomas will laugh when he hears this because this, he was in this convo. And, and it was, I was like, at first I was like, ah, you know, it's tough to blame people in the wall. Like, they're just jumping for the ball. And if it goes through them around them, like, what are you going to do? And that was, and then he's like, go watch it again. And so <laughs> I watch it. And they show, like, a really good angle yeah. right behind Escalante. And then it's just clear as day. Everyone else jumps straight up. Baloo turns away and ducks his head down. And that is exactly the spot that the ball goes through. I made that into a GIF post in the group chat I was like yo I'd retract what I just said like this is actually infuriating <laughs> yeah it was where it was, that ball went is where your head should have been yeah and it was funny because like again I, I watched it the first time and I was like the first two angles I was like oh that's like uh, well just unlucky like must have been a sweet yeah. curve on the kick yeah. and then yeah. yeah and then they cut away to that third angle directly behind us clutch like holy shit <laughs> fuck man <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so Baloo you need to take a page out of Miguel Acosta and Drew Becky's books and just take it in the face so. take it in the face I know it's a very it's a very old like your dad thing to say but like if you're not willing to get a hit in the face then don't don't be in the wall yeah exactly which was someone who is—that's <laughs> fine. Like, it doesn't, if you don't want to get hit in the face, that's fine. I don't, I don't care. But like, just don't be the guy that conceives the goal because you didn't want to get hit in the face. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, let's—I I, kind of want to say what, a thing about the fact that we have conceded twice in our last. Okay, so we've conceded. I read this. Uh, uh, KJ had posted this in the in the report card. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've conceded three goals in our last like six or seven games or something it's and two of them 
have been set pieces. Yeah. <laughs> so really, I mean, when we're talking about goals conceded from from play, it's one goal in seven games, which, yeah. I mean, let's say what you want about it, Atletico Ottawa, but like... It works. It works. And you know what? The defense works on both sides, too. I mean, like, our, our goal was a pretty well-worked goal as well, but their defense, oh my God. That Karifa yeah. Yao, man. Yeah, yeah. And he had a couple chances, too. He almost had a goal in, like, the 65th or 70th minute, that, like, yeah. kind of one that slipped by all our defense and went far post. And I was like, oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, I um, so, I mean, again, I, I'm not going to, like, you know, jerk off Cavalry, but, like, their defense is... I think both teams played a, played a really great game. Um, and yep. it was it was good. It was just good, solid football to watch. Mm-hmm. Like... I didn't really feel uh, as tense as I did in the Forge game or or even in the, well, not necessarily the Halifax game, but the Forge game. Um, I felt like we played a calmer game this time. And I, I think that we saw that in the ball movement. You know, there's still some areas to improve, but I, but I do think that Ottawa played a much more uh, composed game. I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, if we look at it, it's, it was a bit clinical too. Especially when we look at the stats, mm. like, you know, 16 shots, uh, uh, how many of those run targets? Well, I guess only three. Th- four. Four? Okay, yeah. yeah. I guess that's not very clinical, but that's still, that's still prolific as far as shots go. We don't normally get that many shots off. Well, and but I mean, even if, you, even if you look at it like in a comparative way, right? Like we outshot Calgary by a, just a stupid ratio. 16 shots, yeah. four on target. Cavs had five shots, one on target. And yeah. of our 16 shots, 11 of them were from inside the box. That's actually <laughs> wild. That's yeah. actually very good. And, you know, I, I know I sometimes I say, I don't care about shots. I only care about shots on target. But the fact that we're getting into shooting positions inside the 18 is mm-hmm. very, well, very Well, nice. and, and it's shooting position inside the 18 for like 60% of our shots. For yeah, game, yeah, which, exactly. Which is That's nuts. Absolutely excellent. That's more shots inside the 18 than we normally take in a whole game. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, um, and I mean, it, it sucks because uh, actually, like, eight of the shots were blocked during the game, which I That's think is just a testament to about, the right? to the Cav defense. Um, if we look at like passing, passing, poor passing, I'm going to call it, has become a, a bit of a trend with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to say like high passing numbers are what makes or breaks a team because they're not. Some teams mm-hmm. just play with the ball a little bit longer; they don't pass it around as much, but when we're talking like we're 100 plus less passes and we're still lower passing percentage like that's maybe a little bit of an issue yeah it's i mean yeah i mean i know i'm i said this before but i guess like if if you if you put a lot of your game plan on like a counter attacking then yeah. you know, you're 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 more high risk passes right i mean yeah. you're not, we're not a team that cycles the ball back and forth waiting for that like patient opening right i mean and every time we get suckered into doing that we'll lose it sometimes so it's just it's it, it, and that that's why I find our record is so weird at home because when like we're saying in the last in the last episode like when we're not the underdog we kind of find it a bit hard to really get into the groove of the game you're mm. like stop giving me the ball like I don't want it and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean we did have less possession less possession in the game which is also a sort of a testament to like <laughs> we would just lose it because we weren't very composed on it. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I mean, we did win more duels. Like we won fifty-eight duels versus forty-eight, or 50, sorry, fifty-one versus forty-eight. Um, but I, I think our biggest issue is like intercepting crosses and passes. Like cavalry pressed their advantage here the whole game. I mean, they had twelve interceptions, yeah. we had four. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I think that like uh, part of part of our issue with our passing percentages is just like interceptions are killing us every game. <laughs> 
Oh, for sure. And I mean, like that 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 that, that comes with you know you, you you can only really get most of the time you're gonna get intercepted when you're playing a forward pass. So when you're playing yeah. the the counter game, you leave yourself open to these interceptions when you get these uh, low percent of. Uh, <laughs> long passes to basically just move it and move it and move it further up, right? Yeah, there was a whole lot of those. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was cool to see the second half, though. I, I think it's I think it's kind of a tight case of, of our strategy. We had eleven shots uh, with only thirty nine percent possession. So you talked That's about it a second. Yeah, you talked about it a second ago. You were talking about the fact that we're a transition team, and I think that the second half, you know, we we tired them out. By, by playing the ball and like we had less possession but they had to run around a lot more with the ball and then oh, yeah. when we did have our counterattacks we were getting shots off left right and center mm-hmm. um, I mean the last 10 minutes of the game was just edge of your seat football it was, it was great <laughs> yeah it was great and especially after all these like the uh, before our past two wins you know there was a couple weeks there where we were like what is our offense doing yeah why are we not threatening to score like at all and then even though we had a game where we only scored one we were we looked threatening a lot of the mm-hmm. time and it was a nice a nice pleasant change yeah and it was a calm again like uh, we ottawa is definitely like a hold up and, and hold up team and then allow the our shape to come out and then play the mm-hmm. ball um and we saw it a few times i think with tiso on the left or howarth on the right where they were able to hold the play up long enough for us to get set up in the 18 and then you saw how effective that was i mean there were some there were some beautiful plays in and around the 18 yard box uh and i think a lot of uh, you know there's a few that the only reason we didn't put one more in the back of the net was carducci was having a game right so yeah um and he's obviously one of the best keepers in the league yeah yeah yep, for sure yep, so i yep, mean yep. talk about talking about stand what's who you stand with are obviously you know you're gonna pick the goal scorer yeah <laughs> well who do i work for gatorade let's relax <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm going to put Baloo Tablet, though. Um, he was, uh, in my opinion, he was on fire both offense and defense this time. So yeah. last time we talked about how well he played in defense as a wingback. This time he was able to do both. So he was able mm-hmm. to track back as, as much as he could and play in a defensive role. And then the, the quick transition back. Um, and I think that a, a part of that, I think, has to do with the fact that we were playing better in the mids, which gave him a little bit more room to work. Um 84% pass completion. He had three shots, uh, including that goal. The Bahus to Shaw to Tabla goal was, oh my God, what? Like, to me, that was goal of the week material because it, it just showed like pure game sense on behalf of all three of those players all at the same yep. time, which yep. which ended up in, in a goal. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tabla won 71% of his ground duels with arguably probably the best offensive team in the league. Well, it's it's nuts. It's th- you're, you're right. I mean, the, like those defensive stats, and then you talk about eighty four percent accurate passes, two chances created mm-hmm. as well. I mean, he was just he was a complete two way player. Yeah, exactly. So um, if he can keep doing that for the rest of the season, I would be uh, so so happy. <laughs> and uh, if he can keep roofing shots instead of fucking <laughs> instead of missing the net, well, that would be I mean, he had a he had, because that was yeah. a banger. That was yeah. an absolute, it was banger. An absolute banger, and it was right where it wanted to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was calm, composed. Uh, for me, I think the biggest success this week was seeing him stay on his feet during duels. Because mm, yeah. um, we talked about it last week where he was kind of flopping around like a fish for a bit. Mm. This time, it was nice to see him on the standouts for us because he played such a good two-way game and he was able to stay on his feet. And he drew a couple fouls that were like legitimate fouls. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hats off to you, Balu. Um, he lives great, in great this. Game. He lives in this list these yeah, days. Yeah, um, So second on my list uh, is uh, Bahu. Yeah, Bahu. He was just uh, like 
talk talk about like we talk about him having just bags of potential and like mm-hmm. a dynamism and then there's just such a player in there and like every week we get to see him be better and better it's just, yeah i mean it's like he's what 24 i think dude uh, he's like 19 <laughs> is he but who's yeah he's young as shit it's oh, like 19 or 20 <laughs> holy shit okay yeah. he's all yeah. of our under 21 minutes right well now. i mean keep him, keep him coming keep him coming uh because like holy shit what a great game from him um and he's not you know he doesn't start in the starting 11 every week but seeing him play next to ollie sandwiched between wingbacks shaw and tabla and still creating room to move and just putting the effort in like man mm-hmm. instrumental on the offensive transition and like his setup of that tablet goal where it just basically came to to Bahu. He had a look, bunch of red or green shirts in the in the six yard box, popped it up perfect right onto the feet of Malcolm Shaw, who yeah. then had a look and instead of taking the shot himself, just stopped the ball because he saw Tabla coming in to, to yeah. rifle the ball. So I mean, I think that it was it was it was a textbook goal in and it was textbook teamwork. Like, it's lovely yeah. to see, because I think at the start of the season, I mean, I don't want to jump back to Baloo, but we talked about Baloo at the start of the season. He was a very, like, me, me, me player. Um, Stuff wasn't clicking yet. And it was it was understandable, right? Because everything was still brand new. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to see that play was excellent. Um, and it was all set up by by Bahus himself. Um, now all we need is for one soccer to stop calling him more Grega every time he gets the ball. And he'll be all set. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if that's why Vlad cut his hair so it was like sure you, you, didn't, don't, you didn't have the same hairstyle. Well, it's funny because uh, again I was rewatching it today and they were like, uh, yeah, the, you know uh, the ball was picked up by uh, more and they started saying more Grayler, more, uh, and then they were like uh, uh, twenty two. Uh, 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 Boos and I was like oh my god you're a professional sports announcer how did you (laughs) fuck that up (laughs) so so yeah if they could just start calling him by his name that would be awesome yeah no that Um, and I mean third on my list uh, I mean Ollie Bassett he just lives rent free on this list because he just had another amazing game Uh, he won 80% of his ground duels he had four shots created two chances um, he probably would have scored, honestly, in that shot that he had in late in the second half. He would have scored if it was any keeper other than Carducci. So yeah, that was that was a good shot. And it yeah, save too. Yeah, so I mean, you, you you can't fault the guy. He puts in the effort every week, and he's playing crazy minutes. Like he mm-hmm. plays ninety every single game. All season. yeah, it's nuts. We're yeah, we're gonna knock on wood there because uh, our our uh, we're very lucky injury wise so yes. far this season. Yes, with yes, how yes. we you know sometimes we don't rotate some players. Yeah, <laughs> like at all. Yeah. <laughs> like like Ollie Bassett. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, yeah. So who do you got on your list? You got any standouts other than those three? I'm gonna put Malcolm Shaw on this list because nice. I was I think is his best performance all season so far agreed he's um, on my honorable I, mentions <laughs> i loved it i think that um you know if, it, if he finds his form like that and he continues like that then you know we're gonna get he, he's gonna he's gonna pick it back up again and you know maybe uh maybe he maybe it's because it was him playing down the side instead of playing as like a two striker system or whatever it was it was you know he was dummying players left and right he was holding up he was he was maybe spin moves maybe dribbling. maybe it's because he changed his hair color Maybe it's because he dyed his hair the same color as Ollie's. <laughs> I mean, it makes honestly like it's 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 good. Honestly, maybe that maybe that's the reason he just needed to kind of change something it's, about himself. It sounds like fucking dumb, but like I mean, players, you know, they're very superstitious a lot of the time, right? Like little things, you know, a lot, a lot. The 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 I know this is a golf quote. But uh, they say the farthest distance in golf is the six inches between your ears. And, you know, you can really put that in any sport. And so, like, mental things can change a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. your body is capable of doing all these things, but what's your mental like? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think we talked about it. Like it's 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 tough to be in a position where he goes from you know incredible season last season, pretty good season up up till the, the latest goal drought, and like yeah, that maybe that is maybe he got in his head a little bit, and he just needed that. You know, even if it seems minor or dumb to us, we're like, why would that change his his ability to play soccer? Like, <laughs> but in reality, I mean, uh, we we got to see it, and you know, if that contributed to it, like, yes. Way to go, Malcolm. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I would love for that to be, you know, a flip, uh, a switch flipped. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to see so much more of this good form. Yep. Yep. Throughout yep. the rest of the season. Yeah. Anyone Which else? I would love because, I mean, like I said, like, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's one of my favorite players, right? Yeah. So, like, I love, for sure. I, I, I hate to see him not doing well. Yeah. Um, but I love to see him doing well. So hopefully uh, hopefully that continues for yep. the, the next few games. So Yeah. Anyone, you got anyone um, else on there? Yeah, I mean, talk about people that are living rent free, uh, rent free on this list. It's it's uh, Saint Miguel. Saint Miguel, Miguel Acosta. <laughs> God bless that man. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I agreed. He he had man. He had the speed on some of those counterattacks. Um, at one point, like for a good ten minutes, his shorts were hiked up really high, and I was like, why? Are he, why are his shorts so high? But then I was like, you know what? It's just yeah, that's just Miguel. <laughs> so just do his thing. Let's yeah, do his yeah. Thing. So I mean, he played great. Um, and I think I mean, if I'm gonna throw in like one more honorable mention, I know he only played nine minutes, but Zach Verhoven put on a show for those nine minutes. Like, talk about someone coming on the field and just, like, giving it 100%. Like, he had three for three accurate passes and created at least two goal-scoring opportunities and yeah. almost scored himself in the last yeah. couple of minutes. <laughs> so Talk yeah. about, some, talk about like, uh, someone who was really pissed off that they've been injured the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Literally yeah. just, walk, like, sitting on the sidelines just salivating, like, God, I can't wait to get back out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, it's obviously <clears throat> it's a little bit of a scary moment because the, the slide into the post... Um, he kind of went like knee first and I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So I hope he's okay. We all, uh, Zach, we hope you're, we all hope you're okay. Well, you um, never love to see a, a sub on and a sub off due to an injury like that. Right. And I mean, yeah. you know, it, it might, it might've just been caution. Be like, listen, like we're, this is pretty late in the game here. Like, why don't we not risk it and just take you off? Yeah. That's the hope. I mean, you know, he did walk off. That's always a good sign. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, we hope that, you know, he's, it's, it's, just a little bump, and uh, and he's gonna be back for the game against Valor. Yeah, talk, talk about that chance, man. How, how how much did you think we were gonna uh, win the game? Oh my god, <laughs> I was like, uh, so like, uh, I wanted to punch my TV. <laughs> I was like, how did they both miss that? I know. Um, but I mean, again, you know, it happens. Um, and and I, I I try not to blame them too much for the way it went down because it's like there's a lot going on. It's like a lot of pressure, and you know. For it just happened to be if the goal or if the ball was even just two or three inches further to the left, one of them would have buried it. So it's yeah, just for it's sure. kind of it's kind of one of those game game things that happens, and it's a fluky, shitty time. But I'm still I'm still happy with the with a with a draw uh, at home against against Cavalry. Yeah, and I mean it sucks missing those chances, but I would rather be missing those chances than not creating any chances at all. Yeah, and it, like we said, like the last. 10 minutes of the game was the shooting gallery for us and oh, yeah. it was so good to see yeah. so <laughs> well, it's, good. it's it was it's lovely to see us not wanting to settle for a draw mm. and they're being like we, we can beat these we can yeah. beat these let's yeah. let's go for it yeah because <laughs> you yeah, know you're, like you're, we're, you're we right. belong at the top with them like yeah you're right because i mean yeah we've, we've done it before where we draw out a game or whatever we're up by one goal mm-hmm. and we're just like all right let's just uh Put eleven dudes on defense and <laughs> hope to block all the shots. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, yeah, so awesome, awesome time. 
Yep. So we talked about uh, you know, our standouts. Do you have any disappointments? I sure do. Uh, Vlad, Margrega. Um, I talked hate about living rent free on the list. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I hate having him here for two weeks in a row. But holy shit, did he earn it this week? Um, you know, one shot, seventy-seven percent pass accuracy. He only won thirty percent of his ground duels and thirty-three percent of his aerial duels with four fouls. So, so, so what did you do? He had Man. no no successful dribbles. Be, like t- only touched be, the ball twenty six times all game. You didn't do anything. Like you yeah. can't, especially that aerial duel stat. That's awful. If you're yeah. that type of player, that's gonna just you know hang up the top and then be that poacher up top. And as I said this last episode too, you got to be doing something, man. Winning aerial duels is one of those things. Like, yep. If you can't do that either, then what are you what what are you good for? What are you good for? What are you good for, bud? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna keep him high, like he has to be more aggressive. He he got completely outpaced by cavalry defenders on basically every attack, mm-hmm. um, even yeah. even ones where he had a step on them or an inside step, and he could have turned the jets on, and it kind of just like fizzled. So um, he did almost have a goal off that tablet Tiso. Back and forth. Um, unfortunately, it was offside. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> and it was um, also very offside too. Uh, watching it, it was yeah. one of those things where I'm like, "Ah, that's bullshit." And then I saw the replay. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was a little bit off. It's a little bit." Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Either way, I mean, I think he needs he he's got to improve those stats or or pl- yeah. play a little bit stronger if we're going to keep him in that role. Um, and it's it's tough because who else do we have to replace him? I mean, we got Brian Wright on on the bench, I guess. Um, or we can move Shaw into the middle and put mm-hmm. Carl on the wing. Like we have options, but it's but yeah. I would just rather see Vlad play a little bit better and 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 get those chances and 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 have a higher percentage of duels if you're going to be up there. Like, well, this is what I'm this is what I'm getting at. Like, you listed all, basically all of those stats you just listed are like all the different facets of what would make a good striker depending on the system, and mm-hmm. he is underperforming at all of them. Yeah. And I mean, like, the finish on the offside goal was like, okay, that was a good striker's finish right there. It sucked that it was offside, but, like, it, it, it can't happen that you only score in, like, the perfect situation. Yeah, like a vacuum, you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, we're, we are now halfway, we're officially halfway through the season. We've played 14 league games out of 28, and you still have not scored. Yeah. And you are now a starting striker. Yeah. It's just, it can't... It, that's not sustainable you can't be doing that <laughs> you know what I mean it doesn't work yeah so uh, so I don't know again I, I would love to give Cargo advice um, if he's listening or you know what when he's listening to this tomorrow um, I don't know maybe Brian Wright coming back on to give him another chance now that you know he's been riding the, riding the pine for a little bit um, you know give him a chance to come out and prove himself against Valor who knows yeah well that's just it I mean something's got something's got to change right like all our, all our goals can't be coming from Ali Bassett and, and no. <laughs> yeah. We need we need a striker to score every now and then. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, and then if I was gonna put one other person on the list, um, unfortunately, Maxim Tiso as yeah. well. Um, the back left of our f- pocket of our formation is far and away the weakest point of our defensive play, and yeah. like, it doesn't help that Tiso had kind of a mediocre game. Yeah, um, he was zero for four on accurate crosses, zero percent ground duels one, zero percent aerial duels one, no tackles, thirty nine touches. Like when you run through the stats, you're like, holy shit! Like what was this guy doing all game? And don't don't get me wrong, for the first little bit of the game, I was watching. I was I was I was pleasantly surprised for the first little bit when I saw him mm-hmm. playing a little bit with the uh, with the central midfielders, um, and, you know, the little give and goes and stuff. But 
gradually over the course of the game, it just got worse and worse. And it sucks. It sucks. Like, I understand he's our only real, our only true left back. Um, but I mean, man, the amount of passes to the shin pads of who, whatever attacking player was nearby, I was like, holy yeah. fuck, bud. Well, you can't you can't have tackling stats that bad if you're a fullback. As a you defender, can't have, you can't have tack. Yeah, well, you, if you're a fullback, you can't have tackling stats that bad and also have crossing stats that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could be a modern fullback that's basically a winger and doesn't do much defending, but you better have good crosses and you better actually be that attacking. You know, uh, a fullback that you need to be if you're sacrificing that part of your game. You can't be yeah. bad at both. Well, exactly, and and it sucks because we have seen some incredible play from Maxim Tiso in the past. Incredible. So we know he's got the potential, but it's tough because he's just inconsistent. He's either, and he kind of reminds me of the like, I don't know, like we talked about, um, I think it was Sissoko last week, we talked about him being hot or cold. Yeah, yeah. Tiso's kind of like that. He's just been a lot more cold lately, which sucks because when he's hot, he's red hot, and we've seen yeah. him play some some real bangers. Um, yeah, he is. And the, the the thing I saw this stat on on Twitter, you know, actually not even that recently, it was maybe like two or three weeks ago that this is the most games that he's played in a season since like 2016 or something, Holy. 2017. Like, he is playing week in, week out in a way that he hasn't for a long time. Yeah, and maybe so, that's a factor in, in you know. That's that's all I can come up with. You yeah. know, it's just he's not used to <laughs> used to playing this many minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. So, yeah, so he's definitely on there um, along with Vlad. So hopefully we can work on the, both of those guys. <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully. Um, where else do you think we can improve other than just our disappointment players playing better? Passing accuracy. <laughs> passing accuracy. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know we have differing beliefs, Johnny, on passing accuracy, but <laughs> but it sucks to like watch just just interceptions or or passes to nowhere be the be the killing blow of a yep. of a of a counter um, yep. because we can't be playing those those balls like that if we're expecting to play the type of game that Carlos has built the team for. Mm-hmm. So because you're never going to get the shots if you can't make that transition from defense to offense yeah. um, in a breakout because it sucks to see but we get the ball and then it's like oh you might have one or two passes and then it goes to the other team and it's like fuck like guys come on yeah yeah and like like you say it sucks to see his counterattack be snuffed out by an interception it's, it, in my opinion it sucks even more to see just a basic spell of possession get snuffed out with an inaccurate pass that then turns into a giveaway and we kind of do that a lot of the time yep yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, I guess that's, to me, that's really the biggest area for improvement. And, and yeah. I think it's it's something that could easily be fixed. It's just a matter of, of putting the practice in to be like, all right, boys, let's maybe just practice on strictly passing under pressure or whatever. For, yeah. You know? Is that and is is that a is that a team clicking thing? Like, is composure under pressure uh, something that comes with time? Is I think so. Some, I think so. Because yeah. you look at our passing stats early in the season and they were even fucking worse than this. So, yeah. so I, I think that we've built up from where we were to where we are now with regard mm-hmm. to passing accuracy, but I just don't think we're there yet. Like, I would love to see us 80-plus every game consistently. I think yeah. that's a reasonable level if we're planning on, you know, winning a lot of games. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, we're eking out some wins right now, but, I mean, if, man, like, we're putting ourselves over a barrel with our passing stats right now, and it sucks mm-hmm. to watch because it makes me incredibly tense, and I'm sure everyone else out there who was watching also incredibly tense. Well, yeah, but especially when we're getting pressed like that, and you're just like, mm, like I literally <laughs> don't know, like from moment to moment, if we're just gonna give this ball away. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of sucks, <laughs> but you know, it's, happens, uh, it's, you know? it's nitpicky. What about you? You got any, uh, it, it is nitpicky. I mean, the fact that we're still friggin' tied for top of the league, even though we haven't even reached our final form is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Cargo ball has not yet reached its final form. Yeah. We're like coming together. Like the team's coming together. Like Voltron. We're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, for me, areas of improvement is still just missed shots like fucking hell, man. Yeah, like, I, I can't stand watching that amount of shots just not hit the target. It's, it's, and I, I know a lot, I know this time around a lot of them were block shots, but a lot of them also just missed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was, it was, it was tough too, because I, I for sure thought that Balu was maybe going to bury that, that long cross. And then he like shanked it straight up off his shin guard, and I was like, ah, yeah. damn it! Oh my <laughs> god, dude, that was such a piss off. I was yeah. like, oh, like, you gotta be better than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, either way, like that's 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 the way it is sometimes. But I agree with you. I think that yeah. we gotta we gotta work on that finishing, boys. Finishing. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's so what's your uh, what's your moment of the match? You got you got one. Um, honestly, for me, it was just the whole match was just really really good. <laughs> Like, yeah. from both teams, like, just both teams playing really well, being really solid defensively. Like, for for, 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 for teams that don't play like this successfully, like, you, you can't really understand how satisfying it is watching very good defensive football until, like, your team plays that way and it works out. <laughs> yeah, but it like, is extremely satisfying. Yeah, you're like, when other teams do it, you're like, fuck those teams, they suck. Yeah. And then yeah, when you do it, you're yeah. like, we're the best. Exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, Ottawa sickos. Yeah. yeah but, uh, I mean, I got, I got to say, like, I, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but that, you know, three goals conceded in, like, seven games and two of them are set pieces. That's just... That's just so sexy to hear, man. It, it really is, it, honestly. It takes these like set piece colossos to actually break our defense, because otherwise, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. For but sure. the the the, the tablet goal has to be up there for oh, the match. Oh. And the reason for me is because I just I love Malcolm Shaw's like you know that that old clip of of Busquets, yeah, the the, the 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 funniest assist ever when he basically just stops the ball and then Messi grabs it. And yeah, 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 exactly. Like six yeah. guys and then puts it in. The net. <laughs> I was like, that is Malcolm Shaw's Busquets assist. Yeah, literally, literally, yeah. <laughs> I, Stop I, I, it. Take I, it, son. Take it. Well, I rewatched it a couple of times, and I was like, "Man, the, like the like the game sense to like see that and not just want to rifle it in there yourself, even though his yeah. angle was weird." Because most yeah. players, I guess, like especially like a, a talisman forward like Malcolm Shaw, mm-hmm. probably wanted to rip that into the back of the net. Like, well, he'll he, take it on the turn, and he's scored a goal like that before. Yeah, too, exactly. So. so, so I feel like you know every fiber in his being was probably telling him to take that shot, and instead <laughs> he just like stopped it and then lifted his foot off, and then Balu yeah. just buried it. So yeah. <laughs> amazing, just amazing. So I would say, yeah, yeah that's that's definitely a, like a moment of the match. Um, I for me, I think the the moment of the match was just the last the last ten minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, the addition of like Howarth and and Zach to the attacking group when our mids were playing so well, like oh my god, it was amazing to watch. Yeah. Like if we could play a whole game or even just like a whole half, and bang out some multi multi goal wins like that, like we we could do it because the pressure was just off the charts, mm. and we never really pressed that hard at the very end of the game. I mean we do, but we usually like we'll like get one goal and then lean back. In yeah. this case, it was just like pressure, 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 yeah. and they were yeah. just constantly having to bail out bail out Carducci, which, you know, I, I think that. We got unlucky in the end. In the end, I mean, I think we we could have won, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I think that we played an excellent game, and I can't really fault the team for for putting that performance on for the people at at, uh, at TD Place. Hard agree. Yeah. Hard agree on that. I think we played really well. 
Um, and yeah, like, I mean, like I, like I said earlier as well, the fact that we were still gunning for that win at the end of it was just like, okay, we're... We're, we've arrived, we're man. He- we've arrived. We're here. Well, that's just it. We've arrived. We're here, and we fucking deserve to be here. Yeah. I know at the beginning of the season when we had our first two wins there, and then people were like, oh, this isn't really convincing, and then a bit through, we went on that four-game winless streak there. It's like, oh, now they're going back to reality, or da-da-da-da. Like, listen, we're halfway through the season. We're tied at the top of the table, and we just played, like, a really hard-fought draw to the other team that's at the top. Yeah, like, and we, pl- we played two of the toughest matchups uh, in the league right now with Forge and and Cavalry back to back, and yep, we we exactly. pulled out we pulled out a tie and a win. So like, yeah, you know what? Like people who doubted us, you know, doubters out there, you can mm. just uh, you know jog on. Haters, <laughs> just all the haters. We gotta put the haters hater blockers good. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blocking out the haters. <laughs> yeah, because good God, there's a lot of them on Discord. So. Oh yes, there is. <laughs> You've heard enough from us. Why don't we start hearing from you? CCSG Mailbag. Mailbag. What time is it, Patty? It is mailbag time. Uh, So welcome to the mailbag, everyone. This is the time of the podcast where it's specifically for the CCSG membership. You can ask whatever questions you want, whether they're good questions, dumb questions, funny questions, hot takes, whatever you want. We'll probably talk about it because that's just the way Johnny and I roll this podcast. So (laughs) send them in before and uh, we will put them in the mailbag. And it's a nice little gift for the membership because it's only for you guys. So free of charge just for the members. And next week, I promise I'll ask sooner. <laughs> I know, man. For <laughs> all the, CC or, the CCSGers out there, no, I was a little late asking this time. But we got a couple in because that's how that's how fervent you are in wanting us to answer your questions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> First question. We had approached it a bit, but we can approach it further now. And I did that on purpose. Um, how do we solve the TSO quote-unquote problem? Yeah, oof. Um, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a problem because I think that TSO is not an under... Well, let me preface this. So I, I don't think it's a problem. I think that really it's just he has the potential to be good and we just need to unlock that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's a problem that he's on our starting 11. I don't think it's a problem he's on the left side because when he plays games where he plays well the whole crowd is chanting his name and like mm-hmm. he is just a force to be reckoned with on that left yeah. side. And then when he plays a game or multiple games in a row where he plays kind of poorly, um, it's the opposite. So I think that we almost need to do with him what we did, what whatever Carlos did with um, Balu Tabla because he was very hot and cold early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of it's going to come down to the the development. And, you know, you talked about him maybe not playing as as much previous as much in previous seasons mm-hmm. so if that's a, a a factor i mean which i think it probably is um yeah. if you're playing at like a professional level then maybe that's something that we need to focus a little bit in on with him and say like where do you like and, and maybe that's just it maybe having a sit down with him and be like where do you see areas for improvement for yourself because i think i mean whether or not it's fitness for playing 90 minutes straight or whether or not it's it's having him blend in with the team a little bit more um i i, I don't know so i would say i mean i think we can solve the problem it's a solvable problem because mm-hmm. we've we've seen the the end state that we want we've yeah. seen how we want maxime tiso to play we just need to get him there and i think a lot of it is going to take the coaching staff uh, and the trainers a little bit of extra work to get him over that that kind of hump that he's really carrying around with him right now. 
Um, so I would say just a little more training, a little more, um, focus, like directive focus, like not just going to practice and whatever, but like maybe having a little bit more one-on-one time with him to really get him out of his own head. Cause I think he's in his own head too, a little bit. Um, cause you see him panic pass sometimes, um, yeah. from, from the pocket. Um, and that really, that's just, you know, I think a little bit of a lack of confidence maybe or, or, or something. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not inside Maxime Tiso's head. Yeah. Um, I just, I want to, I think everybody out there wants to see him improve and play the way we know he can play. It's just, we need to get him there. And I think it's going to take a little bit of a focused effort from the coaching staff to get him there. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a consistency issue, right? Yeah. And just basically what it boils down to. I mean, it's not a TSO problem. It's a consistency problem. And like, I, if, if Ivan Perez is, 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 is healthy, I think he starts a couple of these games that we've seen in these past few weeks. I think the issue is that our only deputy left back is currently injured. So yep. Tissot has to play every single game. Yep. So if that's going to be the case, I would like to see a little more focus on him to, to bring him back to the to the caliber that we've seen in the past. Yeah. I mean, do you think it might have... Do, do you think it's a case of maybe we start playing three center backs so he doesn't have to track back as often and he can sort of, you know, doesn't have to bomb up and down as much? He can he can hang up further up or... I mean... Is it, is, is it worth overhauling the system to do that, you know? I, th- I think that's the big concern. And I, and I look at, you know, the, the risk versus reward. So the risk is we mess with the formation that is clearly extremely effective. Yeah. At really like we, us playing against... In the last few games, us playing against any formation, what Cargo has built is effect has we've shown it to be effective against every single one of them. Yeah. So I, I'm leery to change the way we're we're structuring the team. So that then the reward is maybe that is the the key. But how much do we want to mess with a good thing? You know. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's pl- there's players you build a team around. Like your left back is not that player you build a team around. Yeah, and I, I look at even on games where he played, you know, under what we wanted him to, or he was a little bit of a disappointment. We're still winning those games. We're still playing well, or we're competitive in those games. So yeah, you know, I think that it's a it's a position that we leave the way it is for now, and then hopefully over time we're able to work him back up to where he was. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, like like I, I just. The little flashes of things that we that we saw from Perez and the, the 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 couple appearances that he had before he got injured, I thought were really promising, and I would love to sort of see him get healthy, especially because we just signed him on a full contract yep. um, at the beginning of this month. So I would love to see him really challenge for that starting position and you know make that spot competitive because right now Tiso is is one of the first things on the team sheet team sheet by necessity because he doesn't really have a proper deputy. Yeah, well, that's just it, right? Yeah. So, Tiso, we love you. Love to see some more consistency. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's a good one. Uh, can you look at attendance numbers? We had about 4,500 on Saturday. Will we have more next week? So next week is a 3 p.m. game on a Sunday. This one was an evening game on a Saturday. Those are our, our biggest attendance of the season. That even, uh, even outdrew our... Um, Opener? Our, uh, yeah, our pay-what-you-want opener. That's pretty friggin' wild. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it was a combination of the fact that the team is playing well. Let's let's yeah. put, let's call a spade let's, a spade. Oh, frig! I mean, this, listen, this is this is Ottawa, okay? Like, we love backing a team that's playing well, and people might not bother if they're not playing well. We've seen it with the Senators for the past thirty years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, so so uh, yeah. The, firstly, the team's playing well. Secondly, it's a Saturday evening game, which are always higher attendance. Thirdly, beautiful weather. Like, it was perfect yeah. football yeah. weather. 
Um, and I would say lastly, I think that the efforts of the Capital City Supporters Group in general of just reaching out to casual fans or, or fans from other sections or people mm-hmm. on social media or whatever and really trying to bring those people into the dub mm-hmm. um, is it's it's exceptional. Like we saw a bunch, I think a bunch of the, the, the guys that were there in the dub on Saturday were from Carlton. So a bunch of the Carlton fans came to to watch and like a lot of college, you know. That is sick. That is yeah. sick. I mean, that that's a connection that we've been wanting to happen the whole season is really get the, get the Bronson boys on board and just basically any other college kids in town. We're a fucking yeah. two university town, like. Well, and you saw it there. because I mean, there was definitely some dudes there that were real, real drunk. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but uh, there was no incidents or anything because I think that on top of everyone there to have a good time and yell and drum and you know scream at the referees and you know make fun of the subs or whatever uh i do think that the ccsg folks do a really good job of making the the dub very inclusive Mm. but also make it a place that's okay to like have fun and be crazy but like not too crazy (laughs) like so it's it's very self-policing right it's very well and there's a lot of aware people that are out there making sure that everyone is having a good time and no one's being like impeded by someone else's good time yeah and i I look at um you know as a montreal impact fan and i'm sure you know you're probably on the same page as me like when they got rid of section 132 and the and the ultras um at stadium saputo like it completely changed the atmosphere of the stadium and of, of the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that's something that we want to avoid as the CCSG and, and the dub. And the only way to do that, you're right, is to like make sure that you know people are being safe, having a good time. I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, we're going to be the fun police because that's not why we're there. Everyone's there to have fun. <laughs> yeah. But but I, ha- I think all of us who are involved with the organization who have seen other supporters groups go through that unfortunate position of, of yeah. being butting heads with the club or, or yeah. the OSEG or whoever yeah. um, that's something we have to avoid but yeah. my god like just what a, what a great what a great section honestly <laughs> section well, it was, was like, I had a really you know sappy tweet I was like man this team is so fucking funny and amazing and I love every second of it and like the biggest negative of moving to Montreal was like missing shit like this and it was the video of the friggin T-Rex song one of like multiple <laughs> T-Rex songs yes the inflatable T-Rex that somehow managed to Oh God, a T-Rex. There we go. <laughs> vibes. But, this is vibes. Yeah, vibes. I would, lo- I would love this CS. I mean, I, I, obviously Beach Day was a great success. If we're going to go back and talking about attendance numbers, I would love mm-hmm. to see us really build on that. You know, it, yeah, like, and sort I, of I trend that, upwards, baby. Yeah, and I think that that, that was a theme, theme day or whatever that like was a good theme. Like to me, that's a theme that doesn't get in the way of the sport. It's just kind of a fun summer theme. Um, but I do think that, that again, CCSG's outreach, um, has really cemented us as a supporters group and, and really brought in a lot more people because, you know, we pull people from other sections into the dub, then yeah. the, then more people come to it. Cause they're like, Oh, look at those crazy soccer fans in that one section who are like drumming and smoke and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they become more interested and they're like, Oh, maybe I'm going to come to a few more games. And then, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly there's, Oh, I'm going to go to the back of the dub. And they're like, Oh, I wonder what it's like at the front. Like, and we've seen people yeah. do that, like move yeah. from another section and then gradually make their way down to the very front, um, yeah. by the MDOs. So and next, um, thing, next thing you know, your tarps off. Yeah, next thing you know, and there was a lot of that. Uh, oh boy, that's that's becoming a thing. I think. Yeah, you know great. what? So here's a good, here's a good question. Actually, to okay. segue into that one. Um, uh, sorry, let me let me scroll up here. Yes, what are your thoughts on the fact that there has been more ATO slash CCSG lore 
created this season than previous seasons or even when the Fury existed. So lore as far as the birth of Lucho Capital, the ATO fans at the Halifax game, Verhoeven's dub jump moment, Drew Becky coming to a watch party, Brandon leading a victory chat post-match with the players, etc. The friggin' inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> what is it? What are your thoughts on all of this? lore now compared to previously like why is is it like you were saying is it because we're doing so well we're so happy or i i don't i don't think you can you can say that it's strictly because the team is playing well i mean does yeah. that help for sure it definitely helps yeah. when your team's playing well because everyone's in a, like a happier mood all the time because you're like oh like let's make these funny memes or whatever um <laughs> about the game or gifts um honestly i i think that the reason all of this stuff exists is because of the Really, the, the 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 planning and the execution of a lot of these events. I mean, like you even look at the the road trip, like the road trip getting organized by the, by the CCSG exec, um, and then put punted out to the CCSG membership, and then to the ATO fans, season ticket holders, all that stuff. Um, I honestly think that when you have an organization that's passionate about the sport, that come together, and it's people from like all different backgrounds, because we've got like university students and people that work for the government, and you know, graphic designers and report and like news reporters and like all kinds of random people that may not. And I've talked about it at some of the meetups. These people, a lot of these people would probably never have met each other, except for the fact that they met each other in the dub through yeah. CCSG. So, yeah. I honestly think that when you have a, a group of people like that that come together. And they're that diverse, but all share that like same passion for a team. Mm-hmm. This stuff comes out of that because you look back at like, even on the games we were losing, we're like, oh well, yeah, the like the Whoville meme came out when we were like <laughs> losing and like, we don't, we don't care that we're losing. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the, the whole like massive thing that began was just like, I think it was just a statement in a chat at one point. I think Eddie made a statement. He was like, oh, like, we're so massive. Yeah. And then it just snowballed, snowballed to like now, even the, like the, the team's social media is posting about how massive we are. And <laughs> it's, uh, but, but it's, it's awesome because it, it kind of brings you into a, a, a community, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was something that didn't really exist last season because it was kind of a wonky season with COVID and all that stuff. And, you know, and then the Island games, I mean, you might as well, that's a write-off. Um, yeah. And why didn't it happen with the Fury? I, I, I think part of that was just that a domestic league is a lot more fun for Canadian fans. As, oh, for as, sure. Because, you know, yeah. if we're playing in like, well, I don't know, it was like, what is it, like NASL or like some low tier American N- league? NASL and USL Championship. Yes. So like, and, and now that we have like a truly Canadian Premier League that's that's new and it seems to be growing. Well, I mean, I, I say it seems to be growing. I mean, we're already we're already adding expansion teams next season. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think that the combination of those those things has led to us having these ridiculous lore that hopefully will go down and it's fun to see because anyone that's a fan of like a like an english premier league team you you see the traditions that those teams have and obviously a lot of their supporters groups started back in like the late 1800s or whatever so they've been around for you know 200 plus years um or 100 and plus years and if you do research into like why you know that symbol or that song is part of their lore or like why the the cop at Anfield is called the cop like stuff like that um and then you read about it and you're like oh it's because this happened with the supporters groups and they started mm-hmm. calling it this and then it became like a legend within the whatever yeah. um and I think that we're in the early days of the club and we're starting to see that kind of stuff and and some th- some stuff will stick around and some stuff won't but I think that yeah the fact that we're creating these this this lore and this this fun atmosphere in the dub is is super important 
Well, it's just the excitement of like being in in that sort of situation from the ground floor, right? I mean, yeah, it's one thing to yeah to like you're saying to, to cheer for like a 130 year old club across the ocean, but like you're not really a part of it, you know? Like you're 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 a global fan of this club, but I mean, here's a place that you go every week, and then your own in jokes become out jokes and become yeah. you know legends and shit like that. It's and I mean, I, I, I feel like the fact that we lost the team and then got it back has a lot to do with this as well. And then we got a team back like in the middle of the pandemic, too. So we didn't even get to see him in person for like the first year and a half. So it's almost like we were just chomping at the bit to be <laughs> supporters of a club again. So yeah. now we've just literally just gone balls to the wall headfirst into being like supporters. And, you know, being really bad for a while also helped because... You know, the, the 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 joking is what gets you through the tough times. <laughs> it sure does, because we've had a few. Uh, I mean, last season, all of last season, and then you know, a couple couple slides, or I think one big slide this season. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, I think you're right. I think that it's kind of a combination of all those factors. So yeah. We, so I mean, considering we don't have, uh, we we you know, we the fairy used to have a mascot. Um, and we don't have a mascot for ATO. Is the uh, is the T Rex the new I mascot? Thought, oh, I thought I thought Eddie Bennon was our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I like the T T Rex as a mascot. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous, but in like a good way. <laughs> so okay, I you, you know the, here's a thing that we should set up. We should set up this fund to buy um you know those big ridiculous T Rex costumes. Oh yes. We should get one of those for Eddie. That would actually be sweet. I'm down. It's probably hard enough on Eddie and Brandon to like freaking capo like a match in normal times. Imagine <laughs> like, put this wearing, dinosaur suit on. Put this massive dinosaur suit on. You're a young man. You have the yeah. stamina. <laughs> While we sit in our seats and drink our beer. Exactly. Exactly. That's my T Rex. Yeah. That's my man. So yeah, Dub obviously was amazing. We were both watching from home this time around, but I mean, yeah. holy shit, that place is loud. Yeah, man, like I was watching from my buddy's cottage and like, man, like it is clear why CCSG and the dub are like the loudest fan base in the league. Like opening whistle to the last seconds of the match, I could hear every word of every single chant over the commentator, over the players like yelling, over like the crowd, even the regular crowd. Yeah, um, It was just blowing up. And I, and I, lo- I love it. I love it because it's it's building that. I mean, again, it, and part of that is building that lore, you know, where. We're kind of building TD Place up into our own fortress yeah. where teams hopefully will. I mean, I know the subs hate coming to play at TD Place because we, <laughs> we shit on them so hard. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they warm up in front of the, the, the dub, which is probably a mistake, but it's great for us. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, it, seeing the video footage, uh, it was posted in the chat group and stuff was, was fun because it's like, man, that's like a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, especially with everyone passing around the T Rex and stuff, it was just yeah. <laughs> was yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm pretty stoked. My buddy Dan, uh, fellow Liverpool fan, uh, he's mo- he moved here from Montreal, um, and he's going to come out to his first ATO game on Sunday. Beauty. So uh, so I'll make sure he gets a he gets a good introduction to the <laughs> to the dub recruitment. Yeah, so speaking exactly. about bringing people to games, is he going to the next game, the next matchup? Want to talk he, about the next matchup? He is on Sunday. Yep. yep Sunday. So. Valor. At home, Battler, where at they home. last came and dumped six goals on us. <laughs> yeah, but then we beat them after that at their home. And then we so. beat them after that. So this is this is a uh, this is a chance for even further redemption. Yeah, yeah. On the um, same hallowed ground where they true. disrespected us. Yeah, but <laughs> I think I think honestly it's a great chance for us to put up three points at home. Yeah. Um, 
Valor, I have to give them credit where credit's due. They've played a couple of pretty good games um, mm-hmm. since since they went on their like kind of early to mid season slide. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Reyes' goal was a screamer. Like, holy, um, what a player he is! Yeah, he's excellent. Even though you know yeah. he he kind of looks like Gollum in my opinion, but <laughs> <laughs> every time I see him, I'm like. My precious. <laughs> he is Gollum. Regi is the is the little garden gnome. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What a goofy team. It is a goofy, it's just a goofy team. Um, speaking of a goofy team, let's speaking talk about that. Speaking of a goofy act. team, <laughs> even their strikers are defenders. Apparently, what a goofy team. So yeah, for for those of you who didn't watch the Valor uh, game against uh, who were they playing? Your no, they're playing Halifax. Um, Halifax. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they had essentially scored. Like they beat uh, the Halifax keeper Oxner, and the ball was almost <laughs> over the line. And then Accio, in his <laughs> infinite wisdom, yeah. uh, decided to celebrate. You know when players celebrate and they kick the ball into the net yeah, really hard, so smash it in. Yeah. Yeah. So he did that, except he kicked the ball out of the net <laughs> and over the touchline to the sideline. Smashed it out. <laughs> he smashed it out. And everyone's like, "What?" the fuck just why? happened <laughs> why did you do that uh, and I well, mean the accusation of match fixing was yeah. just you know coming fast and thick it's like man there's no you're a professional footballer what was what was the th- what were you thinking yeah yeah and it was like I don't know it sucks too because it's all over oh my god it's all over the internet Dog, it's, it's all over it, it, it was on the front page of r slash soccer on reddit yeah yeah <laughs> it is it was um, it's probably still is right now as we're recording this as well yeah. um it made all the big uh, soccer Twitter accounts. It is far and away the most viewed video that one soccer has ever put on Twitter. I'm but also, talking, I think it's as like of a, this moment, we're like almost at 10 million views. Yeah, it's a double edged sword, though, because it's like, yeah. yeah, we're getting exposure, but like, no, we're getting it for something <laughs> bad. <laughs> Good. I would. I would like to um, c- congratulate One Soccer for not putting his name in the f- tweet for that clip because I mean, you know, they're not. They don't want to ruin this guy's life. I mean, he's friggin' this close to a move to Europe right now. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't especially. want all this shit to fall apart just because of one boner move. Yeah. Even though the boner <laughs> move is very, very funny. <laughs> it is hilarious. Um, I actually, I, I saw a, a tweet from him with his explanation. If you want to hear it, mm-hmm. uh, he says, "Read that. There, read that." And I and I quote. I want to start off by saying I'm happy with three points and our team's resilient last, resilience last night. I just really missed a wide open net. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Everyone makes mistakes on the job. It's a part of life. I will bounce back as I always have in life and football. Sometimes we're tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover our strengths. Football has its ups and downs and you can't let the negative times consume you. Always keep it moving and believe in yourself no matter what. <laughs> Or, well, if, I mean, fair enough. You know, it's a good thing that he's like came out the next day to say something about it instead of trying. A lot of people would just hide. But I mean, yeah. obviously, he's a very public person, right? He's got that YouTube channel that has a lot of subscribers, so it's not exactly something he could hide from. I don't buy the whole I miss the net thing because you didn't yeah. even have to touch it. You didn't have to touch the ball. You didn't that's need to hit worst, it in. That's the worst part. He's like, I missed were the open gonna, net. And we're like, no steal shit, the goal? bro. Were you no going to steal the goal? Is that why you were hitting it? Like, did he mean to hit it with the outside of his foot and instead miss, miss hit it or just something? Just don't touch like, it. Just don't fucking touch just it, Just don't. T- What's well, the thing? People were like, well, just, you don't have to touch it. Just leave it. It's yeah, in. Just w- wait till it's in and then kick it in the net if you want. <laughs> so yeah, what a ridiculous goal. Uh, anyways, or not, I, I goal, hope. I, guess. I, I obviously I want him to pick his head up, uh, but not until after the game on Sunday. Yeah, if he wants to do that uh, same play when when we play on Sunday, if they score, yeah. I mean, I'm totally cool with that. So yeah, please continue having the yips for at least another <laughs> six seven days, yeah, and then you know. 
move on to your European move because you're a menace and you score against everyone and yeah. we all get, get out get out of here get out of here <laughs> yeah Has, doesn't he have caps now international caps uh, I think he I think he's got actually. at least one South Sudan yeah. right I think uh, yeah I'm pretty pretty sure fucking hell man what this league this league's growing baby this league's growing baby mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of it if you want to be at live games in the dub we are going to have a li- if actually because the link goes to Ticketmaster now and there will be a link on our website and also on our link tree to make it you know the whole process uh, easier As because easy, it was yeah. a little difficult at first having like a code or something like that right now it, the button that is on the website is for our road trip road trip at the point of this podcast being uploaded, there will be, I think, five days for you remaining to sign up for our first big road trip to York Lions Stadium. $100 gets you the bus there and the bus back and the match ticket. We are almost sold out. We're almost sold out. We've got less than, t- I think we got less than set six or seven tickets left for this. Yeah, it's, uh, so, not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. We're, go- we're going to be over 50 people there and we are going to take over your client stadium and we're going to triple their attendance and we're going <laughs> to make make it really loud and we're going to be really noisy <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, you should so come to that. You should definitely <laughs> come to that. I think it's going to be a real, real fun time. They are the only team left in the league that we have not beaten. Yeah, we've drawn them, I think, every time we've played them. We've drawn and we lost once last would, season. I would, yeah, it was last season. It was two 0 away or something. Because I don't die game. Because I also don't care about games where we lose on PKs. Because I think it's complete bullshit. But well, that's yeah. just me. <laughs> well, that's just in, in a knockout tournament. Theoretically, the game ended in a draw, and then York advanced on penalties. That is the York advanced. Well, that on is the Giantsopolis cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. we didn't be, be because of the Canada wide internet situation last oh, time God. out. We did not have a hot stove. You know, very apologetic about that. I, I'm fairly certain we're gonna have one this time though. So Saturday night, Eddie Bennon hosting the hot stove. It's it's always a treat. And you know, uh, I know Valor has a decent. They're not exactly on the Discord, but they have a decent amount of Twitter presence. I believe Valor yeah. does. And they have that corny song that they wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should sing that at the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you um, know the words? I don't. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> like I watched, I started the video, I got about 15 seconds into it, I had to turn it off. Yeah, I, I cringed out pretty hard. Uh, I was like, nope, no, that's enough of that. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. They're missing someone for the game due to uh, card accumulation. I think it's Rigi. Uh, I can tell you they right are going to they are going to be missing Rigi due to yellow card accumulation. They are, yeah. So. We've got it open right now. They had Thank fuck. Will no yeah, dump two on us again? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so that is on Sunday, three p.m. Tune in for the pre-match hot stove. Yes. On the Friday, um, you got two weeks left. To buy, no, I said five days. Five days. You got two weeks. You got two weeks left to buy tickets for York because that's not for another two weeks. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. I'm Go. doing great. Oh my god, I'm just I'm the worst selling you, guy. Uh, ever, but we got it all out in the end. Yeah, exactly. You're the you're the you're the Accio of selling the. <laughs> you fumble <laughs> it. Fumble it on the goal line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but just um, it's good news because then you have more time. You have two weeks to buy tickets for the road. That's true. Show, which that's true. I am going to be on, by the way. Heck yeah, I'll be there too. So if you guys want to give us your really crazy opinions, maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast the following Hell week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been ATO After the Whistle. Patrick, do you have any last words? 
Uh, I mean, I'm excited for the weekend, man. Let's uh, let's let's get out there, support the boys on Sunday, um, pick up three points. Hopefully, Cavalry drops their game and we can sit on top of the table. Um, I'm excited for the new hosts, Joey and Patrick, at the half. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, great, great opener last week. Oh, looking yeah. forward to c- continuing. Yep, I'm looking forward to getting the T-Rex returned because hell yeah, bringing back place. the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> CCSG ATO after the whistle. Patty Dewey, John McCarthy.